And I love the idea of family because family is something that is an institution given by God. Uh, we all have family. We are all born to a mom or a da- and a dad. It doesn't mean we still have those uh, parents uh, around now, but we were given a family. And m- maybe the family has looked messy. And maybe the, the family has been a lot of problems. But the idea of family started with God. And God set up family as a way to show himself to us. And, it, and so we can be in relationship like the Holy Spirit and God the Father and Jesus. They are in a holy relationship together. And they want to invite us into that family. And when, when someone accepts Jesus Christ and becomes as adopted into God's family, they are, we are children of God. And so this idea of family is, is that we have biological families, but we are all adopted into the family of God. And last week as we looked at family and we looked at this, this, uh, this idea of fellowship like family, we looked in uh, Ephesians chapter 2, and we saw that the, the main idea last week was that believers in Christ are to be in fellowship with one another. So if we are believers in Christ, then we should all be in fellowship with each other. That doesn't mean we're going to not have problems. It doesn't mean we're going to have everything worked out fine. But we should be in fellowship with each other. And, and in those verses in Ephesians 2, we looked at how that we can have fellowship in Christ, first of all. That we are unified and have fellowship in Jesus. And then also then fellowship in his family as we are adopted into his family. And then that, that fellowship is supposed to look, it's supposed to be holy. It, it's supposed to look like to the watching world like, wow, that, that is set apart. That is different. That is like Christ. Like as Christians, we're supposed to be like Christ. So as a, as a people of believers of Jesus, we should be like Christ. Now, it's easier said than done, but, but that means that we all are surrendering to Jesus as our, as our master. And when we are doing that, when we're each surrendering to Jesus as our master, then, then we're going to be drawing closer to him. We're going to be learning his heart. We're going to be knowing him. And then if we're all doing that, we're going to be growing closer together as family and in fellowship with each other. And that looks, that is holy. Just like what was Paul writing about in the letter of, of Ephesians. And, and today we're looking at this idea, instead of just in fellowship with one another, let's, let's look at more than just in fellowship. How are we connected? How are we connected as the family. Now, there's some families that are, that are, I mean, you go to a restaurant, you go to anywhere around, and you see families that are very connected elsewhere, right? We see, uh, we get out our, you know, we, we, we were talking about this in our elder street yesterday. We, we go to a restaurant, and people are on their phones, and even though the, they have people that they love and trust right around this table with them, we're connected in all other places all over the, you know, we maybe we're in, that doesn't, it's not always bad to be connected elsewhere, but we're not always present with the people that are right in our families. 
And, and so today we'll look at how we can be connected in our family. Connected, and not just in the, the global church, but in the local church. So once we are in Christ, once we, once you, if you've accepted Jesus, then you are in the fa- His family. And that family is all over the world, which is really cool. You can go to different countries, you can go to different states, you can go all over the place, and you can find people, this is probably not even that hard, you can find people that are in your family. That's great. But those, those people are great to, to connect with sometimes, but it's really important to be connecting in a local church. Because in a local church, we see each other and we know each other. We get to, to help each other. We benefit each other. We serve each other. There's all kinds of things that is really good that we grow together in Christ together. And so today we're going to be looking at uh, the, the book of Hebrews chapter 10. So I encourage you to open your Bibles to Hebrews 10. Now, the book of Hebrews is written by... Uh, actually, does anybody know who wrote the book of Hebrews? <laughs> a little bit of a trick question. Yell it out if you know. Nobody? Well, somebody had to write it. <laughs> All right, good job. Hebrews was written by, well, we don't know. So it was, a lot of people think it was written by Paul. It could have been. It could have been one of the other church, uh, somebody else that, that knows a lot about Jesus uh, in those times, but we actually don't know exactly who wrote it. They never identify themselves, and scholars debate about who wrote it, but it's one of the few books in the Bible that we don't know exactly who wrote it. So anyways, in Hebrews 10, uh, many people are familiar with Hebrews 11, this next chapter that comes right after this, about this, this hall of fame. This, who is all these people that their faith, because of their faith, uh, they are known throughout Christian history, right? And, and about faith. But before that, in, in chapter 10, the, the author is talking about how Christ sacrificed once and for all, and now we don't need to take an animal to the temple uh, when we sin. That's what they had to do in the Old Testament. The, the people went, when, they, when there was sin, they would have to bring an animal and sacrifice that animal to to be right with God. I'm kind of glad we don't have to do that now <laughs> for lots of reasons. But what, what this author is saying is that because of Christ, because it wasn't just because of, what, because of Christ, but it was because of Christ as the perfect sacrifice. Because Jesus is the perfect sacrifice, we don't need more, more killed animals. We don't need more other sacrifices in that way. And so that's the, the first, like, 18 verses talking about that. Uh, we're going to look at verse 19 and uh, up to 23. It says this, in Hebrews 10, 19 to 23, it says, Therefore, so that, that therefore is talking about all the, the, the sacrifice, that we don't need that sacrifice of animals now, but we have Jesus as the perfect sacrifice. Okay, so therefore, brothers and sisters, and I'll just say in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, in his family, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus. So pause. The most holy place was the place in the temple where only the priest, the high priest, could go in once a year. And that most holy place, the, the, the priest had to be completely, I mean, in every way, 
holy as much as he could, or then he would go in. If he had unconfessed sin in his life, and when he went in that place, he would die. In fact, they even put a rope around his ankle so that if he died, they could pull him out and no one else had to go in and die to get him. Okay, It's pretty serious. Now, now we don't have this most holy place in the temple anymore. But this most holy place, as it says here, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, well, what does that mean? It's by the blood of Jesus. We don't have to have a high priest go once a year to make confessions for us. We have Jesus. We have the blood of Jesus. And it says in verse 20, by a new and living way that Jesus opened up, opened for us through that curtain. That curtain was sealed off. That curtain was, was the place where God would, in his presence would be and we didn't have access. But because of Jesus, what happened when Jesus died? That curtain was torn, not from, from bottom to top, but it was it was torn from top to bottom. God was showing that now this sacrifice has been made that, is fr- that Jesus' sacrifice is all that we need. And so it says it, the, there was this curtain and the, the, this has been opened up for us, his body, the sacrifice. And, and, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, verse 22 let us draw near to God. Okay? Since, since Jesus has made a way for us to draw near to God, the author of Hebrews is saying, since he's done it, let's draw near to God. And let's draw near to God with, sincere, with a sincere heart and with full assurance that faith, what, what faith brings. Having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. So he's saying, we, can, we have access now to God. Because of Jesus, we have access to God. So let's draw near to God. God is not far away anymore. We can be in his presence now. And then he says in verse 23, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. So, there's a, so we see here that brothers and sisters in Christ, we have this opportunity to draw near to God. We have the opportunity to be in God's presence because of the sacrifice of Jesus. And, and we can also now, not just because we can, not, not just we have access, let's do it. Let's go into God's presence. There's nothing that should stop us except for our own sin. And so if we have sin in our life, then we need to make it right with God. Let's go to God and confess those things. Just like we sang a few minutes ago, that we, we confess that we need Jesus every hour. We need Jesus to take away the sin. But it starts with us need, drawing, you know, being, letting, letting, or like realizing, that we are sinful and we are doing wrong things. So let's be right with God. Let's go into his presence and confess those things to him so we can be right with Jesus. And it says that we can hold unswervingly to this hope that we profess. So this hope that we profess is in Jesus. And Jesus, it says, he is who is promised is faithful. And so we can hold on to that. And, 
And today as we're looking at what it means to be connected in the local church, being connected to each other, our first point today is that being connected, or being, I'm sorry, by committing to a local church, we are connected by our worship. So if we choose to be in the body of Christ, which which we choose by being in Jesus's family, then let's be committing to a local church and be connected by the way we worship. When we worship together, it's not just a few songs. It's not just a sermon, but it's the way that our hearts are coming before God. And, and, and as we do that together, and we are all coming together to, to, to connect with the Lord in worship, we are also then connecting with each other. We're, we are connected by the way we worship and by the way that we honor and worship the Lord together. And so I think that's, that's super important that as brothers and sisters in Christ, as adopted children of Jesus, that we are connected by the way that we worship, by, by our worship. And that it's not just some outward expression, but it's, worship is about inside, what's happening inside us. Are we wanting to draw near to God, or are we just kind of going through the motions? Or do we want to be here? Or do we want to be wherever? Like we, do we want to be around other Christians? Do we want to be connected? Are we committed? Or are we just, this is what my dad, my mom taught me to do. I'm going to do it. This is what I'm expected to do. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to show up and, you know, put on a smile. No. But we can be connected by the way we worship the Lord together. Then it says in, in verse 24, it says, and this author says, after just saying, let us hold unswervingly to this hope, this hope that we profess. Now he says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. You know, when we worship together, when we are we're connecting then the way that we worship the Lord, when, when we are coming into his presence and we are worshiping God worshiping together one of the things that really makes us feel connected and really that we become connected is that we then start being kind to each other we start showing love towards each other we start feeling a bondness we start being in relationship and and it says here that let, let's even think about how we can spur i know that's a interesting uh, interesting uh, imagery there uh you know think of the the spur of a or i guess it's on the back here uh spurring a uh, cattle or whatever you're on or a horse or i I don't know about that but but spurring is i can't i can't imagine that being very comfortable to the horse right i guess sorry not cattle uh horse (laughs) okay so i really don't know or bull riding. Okay, there you go. Uh, yes. So spurring each other on. Let's, whoa, let's, it might hurt a little bit, but let's spur, spur each other on. Hey, come Wednesday night. Be in a group with us. Hey, you know, I, you know spur each other on to, to get up and do things, to get out and see people, to go places, to be connected as family in Christ. Right? Sometimes it means we have to spur a little bit, right? 
And we spur people not because we're trying to injure them or hurt them, but we're spurring because we want them to be included and connected in the family of God. We want them to be showing love and we want them to be showing good deeds. We want them to be in. And so that's our second point today is that by committing to a local church, we are connected by our love. So we spur each other on in, in love. And, and we have love and good deeds that, that, that will actually help people grow closer to Jesus and closer to each other, right? And that's kind of the point of church, growing closer to Jesus and growing closer to each other. So if we're connected by our love, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be connected. We're going to be spurring each other on towards love and towards good deeds, and we are connected in that way. And then, so we've seen connected by our worship, and now we've seen connected by our love. Or I could have said connected by our spurring, <laughs> but that wasn't as fun. <laughs> uh, then in verse 25, it says this. So it says, you know, and 24 is like, let us, not, let us consider how we can spur one another on, right? And then... He says, not giving up in meeting together, okay? Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Now, this is talking about how as Christians, it's really good to be in fellowship, not just afar. Now, we can have fellowship with other Christians around the globe. You know, we have missionaries that have just gone over to Southeast Asia. And we can have fellowship with them. We can connect with them. We can check in on how they're doing. They can send us videos. But that's a little different than being right here and being in this body of Christ or being in a local church, wherever that is. This author of Hebrews is saying, don't give up meeting together. He's saying, be together. Wherever you're going to worship the Lord, wherever you're going to show love towards each other and, and good deeds, do those things together. Now, I know during COVID and all the shutdowns and everything, and it's getting bad again, I, I know it's, it's hard to always think, how can we be together all the time? How can we be safe and how can we be together? And so there's, there's some tiptoe challenge, or there's some challenging, challenging things we have to figure out. There's some tiptoeing the line sometimes how we figure this out. But what we need to remember is, are we, do, are we doing things out of fear? Or are we living in the way of fellowship, in the way of faith? And, and I'm not trying to say science versus, you know, versus, versus faith or anything like that. It's just... It, to me, it comes down to we need to be together. Now, we, you know, we wear masks. We, we do things to, to be safe. But, and there's lots of differences of opinions. I know that. <laughs> Believe me, I, <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but here, the author is saying that we need to be together because worshiping together connects us. It connects us to the Lord but it connects us in, in spirit together. 
and like and like we can't it's it's very difficult to be a to be a believer in Jesus and be isolated by ourselves for long amounts of time. Now, is it possible? Yes. But is it a good idea? No. We need to grow together. We need to to live life together. We need to be in fellowship. And over the next few Sundays, we're going to be looking at some of these aspects. We're going to be looking at how we can love like family and how we can grow like family and also praying like family and investing like family, serving like family and giving, welcoming, all kinds of ways that we can be like family. And I know family can also happen in different places, but it's best when we are together. It's best, we're going to grow when we are in fellowship with one another, as we are in fellowship with Jesus. What I I wanted to say that when I first went to seminary, we got to Colorado in August of 2016, and and during the orientation, there was the professor that was over all the, the, the students in my department, and he came up and he was talking about lots of things, and then then he, he kind of switched topics about what, what we're going to be learning and studying and, and what, what to expect over our, our seminary career. But he said, there's a lot of really good churches in the Denver area. And he said, they're not all perfect. In fact, none of them are perfect. And he, he encouraged them, go check out some. Check out which one fits with, with what you believe with people that are like-minded with you in, in Christ. But after you've checked out a few, don't keep checking out more. Ch- find the one that's going to be best for you in this time and then be all in. And he said, invest into that church. Give to that church. Pray for that church. Get to know people. Be in relationship. Even if you're only here for two or three, four years, be all in with that local church. And I believe that's what we're supposed to do too. If whatever church, whatever local church you choose, it could be here, we would love it if it was East Bend, but whatever church you want to be part of, whatever church is going to be best for you and your faith growing, which remember, there's no perfect church, so if you think it's East Bend, it's actually not. Oh. But there's no perfect church, but find a church and then be all in. Come. Be part of groups. Be part of, be part of the different things that we're involved with. Join a Sunday school class. Be, be giving faithfully. Give, be praying. You know, in the, in the back of the bulletin, we have a prayer request list. Lift these people up during the week. Keep this in your Bible or on your fridge or wherever you're going to see it. Pray for these people. If you have prayer requests, let Angie or myself send us, send us a message. We want to be praying for you. You know, be, being part of the body of Christ is important. But if we are not connected, it's, it's just kind of an option. It's not a good option. We want you to be all in. Whether you choose East Bend or choose somewhere else, if you've been a member of East Bend, we'd love 
for you to continue. But if you aren't sure, talk to, talk to the elders, talk to me, talk to someone that knows a little bit more of, of what you're looking for. And like I said, again, there's no perfect church, but we want you to be all in wherever you are. And, and I know it's hard sometimes, especially with attendance when it, today it's icy roads and, and other, you know, all this stuff. But it's more, it's not about, you know, getting your attendance checked off. It's about being committed, being in your heart, having, having an attitude that I want to be here. I want to be connected. I want to be where the people of God are. And whatever we are doing, and we are doing it in Jesus' name, I want to be there. So, you know, a, a verse that I wanted just to look at really quick was in Acts 2. And I know this is a different context than us, but in the end of Acts 2, it talks about how the, the, the early church, they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and prayer. They were devoting themselves on the important things of learning and growing together. And it says in verse 43 that everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. And all the believers were together. That together is that key part there. They were together and they had things in common and they sold property and possessions and gave to anyone who had need. And every day they continued to meet together. Again, they're together. Not just once a week. They were, they were meeting together every day in the temple courts. And they broke bread in their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. And they were praising God and rejoicing. And they were enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. They were in a community these people were in a community where they wanted to be together. It wasn't just like, oh, well, now I'm in Jesus. Now I'm in Jesus' family. Now what do I learn? I can do a Bible study, you know, once a month or something. No, they wanted to be together all the time. They wanted to be, they were breaking bread together. They were learning together. They were excited to be together. I know that's a different context than now, especially like, the, you know, they were giving all the, you know, they had everything in common and all this stuff. But the idea is there that they wanted to be together and they were together and they were helping each other and they were praying with each other and they were blessing each other and they were growing. And people at the end there, it says that there was people were coming to Christ. People were coming to Christ. More and more people saw, wow, look at this community. Look at what they're doing. They love each other. They are connected. They, how, how is it that this is happening? But they saw how they were connected in the way they worshiped. And they saw how they were connected in the way they loved. And they saw how they were connected in the way they gather together. And that was our third point, by the way. I think I forgot to say that. But our third point was that connected a local church by committing to a local church. We're connected by gathering together. And in Acts 2, we see all those things. We see how they're connected in the way they worship and in the way they love each other and love others. And by gathering. And, by, and they were doing it every day. So what about you? You know? What, how does this fit with us? You know... The main idea today is that 
Commitment to a local church is key to connecting like family. It's this attitude that I'm all in, that whatever church that I feel that I'm supposed to be at, or just whatever, just make a decision. Pick a church. Be all in with that church. Give to the church. Serve with the church. Grow. Fellowship. Be all in with church. Be all in with this local church. And again, I, I'm not saying picky spend, but I'm saying wherever you are, we have some really great churches in this area, in Gibson City and in Dewey and in, in Fisher, Rantoul, Paxton. There's all kinds of towns that have good churches. Champaign. I mean, there's lots of really good churches. But wherever you pick, whatever you decide, and uh, let's be all in with that church. Be, because, and then it's not just be all in. Let's be connecting like family. It's a choice that we all make. How are we connecting? It's perspective. It's an attitude. It's being intentional to connect like family. And so, some, you know, sometimes we think, well, how can, how can I be better? Why aren't people reaching out to me? Why aren't people connecting with me more? Well, start by reaching out to others. Start by being that, that person that you want to be connected to. Start by sending a text to someone, checking on how they're doing, calling someone, visiting someone, but being part and being connected in Christ and being connected to a local church. And, you know, we've been, we're looking at in this, in this sermon series, what's your status? The family, what's your status? So as we look at what's your status in connecting, maybe, maybe we aren't connected to family. Maybe we aren't connected to a church. Well, Maybe we're not connected even to Jesus. Well, if you, want, if you want to be connected to Jesus, we talk to Jesus and we invite him into our life. Let him be the Lord of your life and surrender to him. Thank him for what he did for sacrifice, that we don't have to bring sacrifices anymore, that he is the perfect sacrifice for our sins. And so you can come into the family of God. Maybe some people think, you know, church isn't safe whether it's, for whatever reason, maybe, maybe sicknesses or, or whatever, but maybe it's not safe because at church, people judge me. Maybe at a local church, they're, they're going to kick me out from what I, what I do. Maybe I'm not allowed to, to dress a certain way or look a certain way or what I've done, I can't come to church. No. We want to welcome all people to church. We want to welcome all people into the local body of Christ. Maybe, maybe you don't feel very connected to church. Maybe priorities are becoming more, the priority of church is, is not as important right now. Maybe there's a lot of sports games, but there's a lot of other things that, you know, just in your schedule, it's not really working on Sundays. Maybe you have to work. Maybe there's, there's lots of reasons, lots of excuses why we cannot be part of Sunday mornings or Wednesdays or being part of the family of God. But there's also lots of ways that we can just decide, hey, I'm all in on this church. And if it doesn't, and, and maybe it looks different for you or for me, 
but I'm going to be, I'm going to choose to be connected to a local church. I'm going to choose to make it a priority. I'm going to choose to start with Sunday mornings or Wednesday nights or whatever as this is what I'm doing. Or maybe, and maybe you are connected at church. Maybe you are really connected. Maybe you're involved in lots of things at church. That's great. We want to be connected to our local church. We want to be inviting others into that family of Christ. And it's not just closed off to these people only. It's for anyone and everyone that loves Jesus and is learning about Jesus. Maybe people don't know Jesus. It's okay. Let's learn together. And so I encourage you to ask yourself, what's your status? How connected am I? So if you want to feel connected, then start by choosing to participate and talking to the Lord. How can I feel more connected? And so I want to just encourage you, before we close here, just to take a moment and ask yourself this question. How can I be more connected to a local church? Wherever that is, ask yourself to take a moment and talk to the Lord. Jesus, we thank you that you created family and you also created the church. And God, I thank you that, that you use churches to be your instrument to, to reach people for the world, reach people for you in the world. And so, Jesus, we ask that we would each learn and decide to be connected, connected to a local church. Jesus, we thank you for East Bend, and we thank you for the, the elders, for the MLT, for all the people that are involved in serving and helping and, and leading different things. God, we thank you for the way that you have been working over 130, 31 years now from East Bend, all these people coming together in unity in Christ and in his family, your family, Jesus. And so, God, I just ask that we would just continue to be a place where people would know you. People would, would feel connected in family. And I pray for other churches in this county and the next counties over, God, that, that they would be places where people could come to know you, Jesus. And I, I just thank you for the way that you are, gonna, you are using churches and the way that you will continue to use churches to glorify you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this song, there's a video song that I would like to use as a response. Uh, just, it's called Family of God. It's, it's not the one that we're familiar with, but it's a different version of Family of God. And I just encourage you to take whatever posture that's going to help you best uh, just think about this idea of being in God's family, connected.